ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Winging It F1 podcast. Woo! I'm Freddie Coates. I'm the host this week, um, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, Adam Dickinson and Nigel Chu, who I'm sure are doing fantastic. Adam, are you doing as fantastic as I'm sure you're doing? Yes, you are correct in your assumption that I am doing fantastic. What a weekend. Wow. Six Nations, UAE Tour, Omloop. Kerner Bristol's Kerner, FE, if you watch that, I don't. Preston won, which is always nice. It's just, yeah, it's what what an extravaganza of sports that had been laid out in front of us this weekend. But no F1, but there was a Ferrari launch, so, yeah. What, was any of it as good as Thursday when you tried to make me turn my lamp during the six-hour workshop? Um, Nigel, that's a reference that's great for this podcast. <laughs> probably not because England lost the cricket. I guess they did lose the rugby as well, but not as badly. And Preston won, so it was it was their worst performance against India in a Test ever. Who the rugby team? Yeah, the rugby team. They did terrible as the England cricket team did the rugby team. Maybe that's an explanation <laughs> for why it all went so pear shaped. But, um, I know, but the cricket team hammered the Welsh rugby team, which was a bit of a surprise. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good, um, Freddie. Thank you. Cool, Nigel. How about yourself? <laughs> Let's get on yeah, to this next. I'm very good. Just like Adam. Go. Yeah, all good. All good. Lovely. Um, before we get going on this random mid launch season where there's been no new cars yet podcast just like to say make sure you follow us on your podcast platform or subscribe to us on youtube maybe give us a like if that's a thing that's available on your platform that would be you know that would be amazing for us because i think we've got a grand total of about a couple of likes on this channel when the youtube so it would be great if we could get a few more and this is us fishing for likes because we just want praise so Please go, and, please, please go and do that. We don't have any sponsorship deals. Um, we can make some. We can say we're sponsored by random people. Um, if you give us a like, we'll give you a shout out. Oh, we're sponsored by Sainsbury's Smooth Orange Juice. Um, well, that was something else then, because the sunlight was, uh, but yeah. Or a dislike. I would feel, if we get dislikes, I feel like we've made it even more, to be fair. That's so if you true, want to dislike actually. it either. Oh, yeah. Go for that. Don't do uh, that, please. You know, this is going to be one of those videos that gets taken down because of the proportion of dislikes. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> because we'll have like hundred percent. Let's try get the same number of likes as dislikes. Someone's done that video before, haven't they? Oh, what ratio it? Yeah, yeah, but I think if you get none of either, that doesn't count. Because <laughs> <laughs> get a significant amount of both. Um, yes. So yes, please. Follow us and also if you really want to hit a notification button and then you can get a notification whenever we're in your inbox. Wow. Yeah, we know how to sell ourselves on social platforms because we're modern. Um, alrighty, now we can get going into the into the actual podcast and we're going to start talking about Ferrari because I want to have a rant about Ferrari because they have just had a team launch, not a car launch, a team launch, which is stupid. What's a team launch? Um, oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's just putting some pictures of Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc and Matteo Bonotto online so that people can laugh at you. And just go around and give quotes about the fact that, um, oh, look at us. We're not going to make mistakes this year. We're going to be so much better than last year. And it's like, 
come on, Ferrari, you had to get out of jail free car by saying, we're going to be bad this year because that's what McLaren did in 2019. And now everyone loves McLaren and thinks they're doing really well. And they are doing quite well because they've had a change of culture. So Ferrari, why didn't you do that? That's my rant about Ferrari. Adam and Nigel, what do you have to say about Ferrari? Why would a team manager or driver say that, though? I don't know. Oh, there you go. Wait, what? Are you agreeing with me? Well, you saying why would they no, say we're going to have a bad year? Bad. No one would do that. Because then they can get everyone off their back. And that's the issue yeah, with Ferrari. You get teams saying, like, managing expectations, don't you? Like, not saying, oh, we're going to be at the back of the grid, but saying, it's you know, it's going to be a development from last year's car. We want to be nearer the front or whatever. Like, you know, I, I, I could write a, you know, PR presentation for that. It's, I, I, I get completely what Freddie's saying. Where, and unless they truly believe that they are going to be fighting for wins again, it, like, seems... It's fighting talk is what I like to see, personally. Yeah, but that's like fighting talk isn't fighting talk when it's like Manor a couple of years ago saying we're going to win the championship or something like that. Or like no, VAR but... coming in as a team who'd never existed before saying we're going to win the championship and then not getting a point for ages um, in their first year. That kind of, Or Lola MasterCard in 1997 saying, look at us, we're going to be great, not qualifying for Australia and never appearing on the grid again. That's stupid fighting talk and that's what I'm comparing this to. <laughs> what? I mean, if, but, if we have fighting talk of like Lewis Hamilton saying, "I'm going to absolutely destroy Verstappen's career this season. I'm just going to yes. hammer him so hard in every single race that I'm just going to ground his career into the mud, and no one will ever want him to lead a top tier team again." Like that is fighting talk. But for like, all, like, what happened oh, to Pierre Gasly? Good. We all complain about how Total Wolf and Red Bull go all. Oh, that team's favourites, all Red Bull will be closer, Mercedes are going to, you know, they're just still number one. Now Ferrari is saying this and we complain about this. Because, because it's, it's obvious that Toto Wolf is just saying it because he can say it because yeah, the team it, is going to actually do a good job. Ferrari, it's basically the same you can't thing. trust them to do a good job, so they can't I'd say we're going to do a good actually. job. But also, it, it's the same thing. Like, one is... Uh, front-running team saying they're not going to be a front-running team and one is um, <laughs> a not front-running team saying they are going to be a front-running team. It's What's like, the difference? There is none. That's what. That's exactly what I'm saying. That there, I don't see a difference between Total Wolf saying, oh, we're, you know, we're not favourites for this race and Ferrari saying, oh, we're favourites for the championship or whatever they said this weekend or Friday. Or they, they, I think they, they said they're basically trying to get third again. And I mean... Yeah, it's a good target. If, but if they're, it's a good target, yeah. But they can, they can have an internal target and have and manage expectations of because every everything that's been going like you know, all we all talk about the culture at Ferrari and how terrible it is and how up until probably well, twenty years ago or so they still distributed everything from get the Gazettas and all of the Italian media around the factory and everyone working for Ferrari was in a state of terror from the perception from the outside world and that's still there. You look at the Arriva Bene days and the key change after Arriva Bene left was to make Ferrari open so that they could have a better relationship with the outside world. And then Ferrari did terribly. So the best way to keep that open dialogue, they, they that terrible. open that they did last year, they were shit. But they sorry. Um, Arriva Bene. Oh, right. Sorry. sorry. I get you now. Yeah, yeah. he left and Matteo Binotto was appointed and Ferrari <laughs> then appointed um, um, a lot of people from alternative PR groups from different Formula One teams and opened themselves up and were trying to bring a new open atmosphere into the team, which um, works if you 
kind of have that kind of dialogue, but their dialogue doesn't work when it's the Italian media, it's just, it seems. Yep. But what you say to the media does not relate to what happens on the track. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. What so say. what you say to the media can be like, oh, don't look at us. We obviously had a really bad year last year. We understand that. We're going to just manage expectations this year. We're going to try and do oh, our best. Boring. But obviously this is, a, this is yes, it's boring, <laughs> but it's sensible. Actually, actually, you know what? No, I do like it. Go on, Ferrari. Believe in yourself. Say you're going to win. Turn into the first race and literally go to like every go to Mercedes and Red Bull and Aston Martin and whoever. Just go to all of their like team pick boxes and garages and yeah. just be like, we're gonna win and just be like distributing flyers saying how hey, you suck. I just do that. Do that. What I said wasn't out of I believe order. in you. Oh. It's not out of order. I'm not I'm saying really they've like <laughs> condemned the Pope or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate what they're saying. I appreciate, yeah, it's it's setting a target and it's, you know, it's being ambitious. And yeah, it's just, I just feel like Ferrari have missed an opportunity to have a complete change of mentality at the team by sort of being sensible and calming down a bit. And you've seen what's happened with McLaren is when they came into 2019 and said, we don't think we're going to be doing great this year. And they finished fourth in the constructors and then they finished third last year. So it's, it, 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 the whole McLaren mentality has been such a diff, such a change and such a change since Alonso left as well and they stopped being a grouchy team of, of self-hate and they became a, a brilliant team of self-love and they've got Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz who, Carlos Sainz who helped instigate that in McLaren they could have used that mentality to just you know rejuvenate the interior of Ferrari a bit more but I feel like they've missed that opportunity I don't know uh... I've got, I've got a bone to pick about the launch itself. Yes, it's let's not, do that. It's not a it launch. Wasn't... It's not launching anything. You've got to have something to launch, and all they had was quotes. <laughs> That's not. We'd already seen the drivers like working for Ferrari because they were doing tests at Fiorano of on the old cars. Yeah. We'd already seen that, and then it's just like, oh, we've got a team launch. What are we launching? Oh, nothing. We're just like, <laughs> it's just completely random. Like, have a. Have a car, build a car, and then launch that. They will on March. In March. Yeah, so just have. Yeah, a and that's fair enough. Then. And you could have just said, "Let's do it in March." It's fair enough. They're it doing it. In it was March. just a video. It wasn't like there wasn't any live content. There wasn't anything. It was just like, "Oh, we're doing a team launch," and then they just uploaded a video. Like how many times have they even uploaded any good stuff to their YouTube channel? Like, it's, it's literally. It's just. A, I mean, is it even a talking point? Yes, it is because me and Freddie are both talking about point. it. Yes. Exactly. Ha. Uh, I think the reason so many people get annoyed at Ferrari, at least I'm, I count myself in this group, is because everyone's a Ferrari fan. And we all want Ferrari to do fantastically. Adam isn't. Adam isn't a Ferrari <laughs> fan, but that's fine. The majority of I people want them are to Ferrari. Do well. I want them to be competing. I just don't want because, them to win. Because they're an institution. <laughs> You've got to respect the fact that they're an institution of, of Formula One and of motorsport and of Italy. And you kind of become you, a close you, second. You can, you can get <laughs> forever. You can get drawn into the hype of the heritage. And I'm making a good point with big words, Adam. Stop laughing. I said the hype of heritage. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, um, four letters, wow. Of, it's two letters. It's great. Um, you can get drawn into the whole... the whole mentality of just the success and history of Ferrari. And, and that kind of like, as a Formula One fan, I find that sort of romantic and 
that's kind of why I like Ferrari and want them to do well. And it just infuriates me when they are idiots. Anyway, Nigel's got some Binotto news. I have, yes. Uh, Binotto has said that he's not going to travel to all the races this year. He's going to miss a few events. Not sure who's going to take his role when he's not there. He missed a couple of events last year, didn't he? Because of COVID, I think. What well, this year he's it's taking? Turkey, no, he well, didn't. He, did really he didn't well. miss of COVID. He did what he's doing this year, and he's taking. He was yeah. taking more of a hands-on ah. role at the factory because he is um, the technical chief yeah. as well as the, the um, team chief. And Lauren Mackey did really well in. Was it Turkey? I yeah. can't remember which. Because then there was a load of stuff was. coming out about like, the one that he doesn't go to, and they get like two cars in the top four or something like that. They got a podium. Yeah, it's great. They nearly got a double well, podium. You, didn't you they? have um, to get two. If you're yes, I know. Two I'm cars just... in the top four, you have to have got a podium. You can't like finish fourth and fifth. That's not. I know. I'm building on your point. I'm not saying anything else. I'm just saying, yeah, it's good that they got a podium. You absolute melt. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, been wow. so you Fiery mad. Freddy this morning. <laughs> well, I what he's yeah, going to call I, me. <laughs> well, I'm going to agree with you. Um, Laurent Messies <laughs> is the guy who took over the um, the team then, so that he'll be the guy who, he'll take over the team. Can as the sporting director will do it basically, basically the same thing he does because Bonotto just sits there and wonders what happens anyway. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Do that wow, wow, wow. That is... We were talking about fighting talk and we got it right here. I know. Is... Well, that's the thing, because that's Lauren Mackey's job, is he's a sporting director, so he controls the majority the of what sport. happens. Directs the sport. Bonotto's there from a technical perspective and from a slightly more senior perspective, but that's about it, to be honest. They're more of a partnership. A bit like yeah. us. A bit. Yes, yes. We're a partnership, a trio. Exactly like it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Was that all you were saying, Nigel? So, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> one word. Yeah. <laughs> remember writing a piece like in like maybe Magello or something like that? Like under pressure Binotto fires back at critics or something. And that was quite fun. And then they like just had another bad race and then carried on as normal. Wasn't anything else to that. The Grand Premio. Emilia, not Tuscan Grand Prix, Ferrari 1000. Grand yeah, Tuscana de Ferrari Sent Emilia. That's probably 100,000, but I don't speak Italian. Thousands Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. That's actually an interesting point. The um the Imola race this year is going to be called the Pirelli Made in Italy Emilia Romagna Grand Premio del Formula One, whatever. That's ironic, as it used to be the San Marino Grand Prix. Yeah, and they've they've given it basically two title sponsors, which is Pirelli and Made in Italy, which is... Well, it's Made in Italy brand. I I think it's kind of like, you know, in the UK, they have sort of innovation is great and all that kind of vibe of sort of Britain, British engineering and stuff like that. It's that kind of push in Italy, I think. But they've not in Italian. It is actually called Made in Italy. Um, so it's it's trying to push out yeah, Italian too. brands to the to the rest of the world, um, such as Pirelli or Imola, I guess. I don't know. Um, just think about Italy, basically, is what they're saying. I always do. Always. Thinking about it now because we're talking about it. About it earlier when we were talking about Ferrari or Italy. Gazzetta della Sporta, if that's it, no. 
It's on the front of the Maglia Rosa and the Giro d'Italia, just there. And the um, purple one as well, but I can't remember. Is it the Ciclomino? I can't remember. Ciclomino. Yeah, I know. It's a fantastic name. It's Italian. It's just a great language. Yes. I agree. Similar to Spanish, I found. Mm. Oh, Spanish hands, comes from... The Spanish derives also from Arabic. Oh, really? Back oh. there, yeah, because they invaded. I can't... Shannon Mines defeated them, but I can't remember how far... I know they got into Spain and held on to bits of Spain for a while. And they had, like... That's why a lot of Spanish... Some Spanish architecture is, like, Arabic-y. And they have, like, kind of Arabian. temples and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I don't know if they got into France. I can't remember. There was, like, a big battle. And if the... That's cool. Muslims had won, then a lot of Europe would be Arabic instead of French deriving. But they didn't. Wow. Uh, how, yeah. how did you learn that? Uh, listen to a like audio book of the little history of the world about 10 years ago, and they talked about it. Wow. 11 year old Adam, 10 year old Adam, says that. Yeah, exactly. It was all part History's of the Dickinson household. Dickinson Allenson household. Oh, it is a like history, but I didn't do it at uni because the history at uni ruins the story. Yes, and just becomes a study of historians. Well, no, history at uni is like, did history happen? It's like they don't teach you about stuff that happened. They like teach you the question like whether stuff happened or why stuff happened or whether it happened. Who is the real Robin Hood? Yeah, (laughs) is King Arthur alive today? Yeah. Except not. <laughs> uh, no offence to any history university lecturers watching this, which I'm sure there aren't any. Yeah, a big, big demographic of history lecturers watching this. We're sorry. That's who, we, that's who we make it for. We've got all the stats for our Spotify listenership. And that it all says, it all says they're history lecturers. Um, that's one of yeah, we have like, all that information on you guys. Give us a dislike. Um, well, it's like there's all the stats, and then at the bottom, there's just like percentage of people who are history lecturers and percentage of people who aren't. That's just yes. the only one. <laughs> so, we don't have any surprising other amount of people from Malaysia as well. So, thank you very <laughs> much for our Malaysian <laughs> listeners. Um, we actually really serious? appreciate you. That's great. We've got, yeah, we've got a, quite a few global, oh, wow. uh, global countries. We've got USA, I think we've got a, few, a good few Netherlands listeners. Um, at least by which I mean, you know, double digits of listens from these countries, so that's pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. Um, and soon next year, Adam is going to be in America, so he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be painting us on billboards out there and making sure that every American is a Formula One nut by the end of the year. I'm going to be, I'm going to be out there there. this year, but yes, not long, seven months. Six months. Yeah, you're the one going, mate. Um, <laughs> certainly am. As long as you get there on time, I'm sure it's fine. Um, may as well go next week. Um, all right, let's move on to another big thing that is coming up in the next few weeks, which is, you know, Adam's got a theory on it, but every Formula One fan seems to be very up for Drive to Survive. Season three, the report on the 2020 season the presumably 10 episodes still is going to be coming out um what storylines do we think are going to be given given top billing for this year's drive to survive then guys 
what's Grosjean. ever been filmed. Be a whole episode on Grosjean. I I expect mm. a whole episode on Grosjean. I think that would be quite a quite a um impact. In yeah, impactful. Mm. That's a good word. Yeah, definitely. Be, Nigel, what do you say? About... Oh yes. Yeah, oh, uh, so for well, for sure the going to talk about Norris's first podium. I know that will be an episode because we're filming that. But I think, I don't, they've not really talked about Hamilton much in the first two seasons, I don't think. So I think it'd be good to have an episode about him. I uh, think there'll be. Because you know, he is ultimately the seven time world champion and he had some great performances last year, as we know. So I'd like to see something on. Well, I think there'll be two. Thing. I think there'll be one on kind of his activism or kind of him as a mm. person. And then there'll also be one like on Turkey that's based. Based around him, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a whole episode to the first one. If that sort of covers all the sort of coronavirus, covers activism, mm. covers the change, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't have any sort of formidable action in that per se, and just dedicated that to the the change in the world that was going on, and and obviously tie it in with coronavirus and how Formula One reacted yeah. to mm. that. I think it'd be very interesting. To see what we get behind the scenes in the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah, that would be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get much, to be honest, because that was all overnight meetings in Melbourne in a hotel somewhere. But um, I kind of, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear much from that. But we'll obviously get a little bit of an insight into into what happened in factories and presumably Project Pit Lane, where they created ventilators in the UK factories at least, and in Ferrari mm. for um for hospitals treating COVID patients around the world. Um, and that was a fantastic situation. I, I really think that will be done justice mm. as well, if it is included. There'll be one on the Red Bull and Alpha Tauri drivers on kind of Albon going downhill and Gasly going uphill and kind yeah. of culminating Ooh, in yes. the, the Italian Grand Prix. There'll be, yeah, and then there'll be another one on, because there's always like a driver decision he want that'll, and that'll be the um, Aston Martin carousel and then um probably the next one after that will be the red bull and then finish with you just know there'll Perez be a black screen at the top a black screen oh, maybe there'll be a Perez one maybe there'll be a Perez one there'll, about there'll definitely him be not, a one. not like thinking one. oh i'm gonna have to retire and all of that and then it'll be like at the last minute and then it'll like winning saka and then it'll be well, like Perez, oh and Perez's year by the way probably one of the most interesting of 2020 in that the car was great, but there were so many mistakes. And then he got coronavirus and missed a couple of races. And then he came back and then started to perform again and then lost his seat and then had to fight for his seat. And then he won a race and then he got a seat after the end of Abu Dhabi. And that the whole perspective from definitely from Perez and Albon about fighting for that seat and trying to do their best and going all the way down to the wire and sort of mm. seeing the reaction from Albon maybe when Perez wins, I think will be very interesting. Um, yeah. And you just know there'll be a black screen that comes up that says Alex Albon did not retain his seat for 2021. And they'll play it in the big emotional tearjerker of the season. Yeah. Yeah. The Nigel will cry. <laughs> With joy. No, joking. It's, joking. <laughs> it's a weird one because, like, normally... Or in the past few years, it's kind of like that person who gets a podium who's not likely to is like kind of quite a big story. Whereas this year, there's like been so many. It's like yeah. Ocon, like, will they yeah, do one Ocon. on? Like, you know, there's, 
I don't know. If, like, if you were, if you were doing one kind of based around every midfield driver who gets a podium, that'd be your ten episodes filled up right there. So I think it'll be interesting to see who they how they navigate that. There'll almost certainly be a Haas one, um, just because they know that people like that. But it will be very interesting to see how they manage that, especially stuff towards. Will there be one on Alpha Romeo though? The season, I don't think so. Ooh, I was just thinking about Alfa which Romeo cars will get. Lines. Which cars will or which drivers will get like um, snubbed a bit, and I think that Latifi they probably won't do much on him. Um, oh, bless him! Mick Schumacher, there'll definitely be stuff on him. There'll be mention of him. They've obviously had the F2 chasing the dream documentary that um, came out on on um, F1 TV a month or so ago, and that's a sort of five-part F2 Drive to Survive esque. Um, thing, but it's more of a season review than Drive to Survivors, if anything. But it just gives a few more really quite interesting interviews, yeah. and um, they've done a lot with Mick Schumacher there. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that sort of gets carried over into the end of end of. If I, I reckon they'll close with the Grosjean episode, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the final one. And if you have they, some Mick Schumacher in that one, I hope they replay the. Um, oh, what was it? The like Renault when when they do stuff about Renault. I hope they replay the uh, inevitable Horner scene. <laughs> uh, like, ah, no, you do not have a driver. You're looking for a new driver and you're looking for a new engine. <laughs> like, That's a really car. good point, actually. Fantastic. The Honda, the Honda storyline, Honda leaving yes. Formula One again. Will we see a lot of that from a Red Bull perspective? Of like, yeah. Because their be whole fun. Honda relationship has been played out on Netflix. I think be two, there could be two like, kind of Red Bull slash Alpha Tauri episodes then. It feels like we're gonna we want a twenty episode season. <laughs> yeah. We could easily do it. And I from yeah, from what they've had in the past two seasons and the access they'll have had this year will be very interesting because they've had to basically um pair it with the teams as like a COVID bubble on the weekends they've been with them. So there's right. not it's not as malleable as a as a as filming as it could be, but obviously they're gonna mm. have um, the interviews and the way they do that and they know what they're doing and I think the, re- the way Drive Survivors sort of been played out in the past few years at least past two seasons has been like the races that are, dedica- are dedicated to certain teams and then they'll pick on the storylines around then um, yeah. and like you look at it, it's purely luck the Hockenheim 2019 yeah. and Monaco 2019 were the two focuses for Mercedes um, really Um and it's purely luck that that was when Mercedes capitulated, basically, and and they combusted. Did pretty well in Monaco. Not Monaco. Um, Hockenheim. In Monaco, they had um. I know it, was, I know it wasn't. They missed a one-two for the first time in the season, but you know, Lewis still won. For it was the loudest from Verstappen. It was the it was the yeah, loudest storyline. It was the impact of the um on the team well, really. Um, but yeah, they did they did they did really well in in Monaco. I think, but the way they then tied that in to mm. the Hockenheim storyline. Um, yeah. it feels more it's obviously luck and judgment because you're not going to know which race people are going to perform yeah. at but um, they, they were following uh, Russell at Sakir so <laughs> I don't think they were I think Mercedes came out and said they weren't um, it was a rumour oh, okay. um, that oh, okay. got traction but um, I think Mercedes said they weren't so I think they might have been um, they were obviously around but I don't know right. they obviously were um, but I think they were racing point because I think they've been covering Perez the week before so I don't I see they, why they, they were switch the camera in that. Ocon's face at the end because the TV coverage picked up on that wow where they were yeah I was like oh well, I had... to Ocon and then it was like Netflix yeah Ocon had a really interesting 
season in that he was brought back in as you know the big young shot who did but fantastically. He was one of the big storylines from season one, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, how he lost his seat. Yeah, and how he came in and then was wiped the floor by Ricardo at the start of the season, at least, and how he gradually got better and better and better. And I think they're going to focus on the recovery of Ocon quite a lot and mm. sort of that sort of not breakdown, but argument he had in team radio at the end of the Italian Grand Prix, where um they basically shut him down and said, we're not going to talk about this on the radio. We're not going to talk about this oh, now. Shut up, that. Esteban. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a lot about that and about sort of his recovery from after that, because from after that, he got closer and closer and closer to Ricardo. And in the final few races of the season, he was matching his qualifying times, not his race pace, granted, but his qualifying, he was there or thereabouts by the end with Ricardo, which was, um, it, it was glossed over a bit, but it was interesting to see. It'd be in, and he's damned, he's damned for this 2021 as Ocon from, from both angles. If he beats Alonso, Alonso's passed it and Ocon's just coasting. And if he loses to Alonso, he's lost to Alonso. So I think, I don't know. I, don't I think really if, know he beats, goes, if he beats Alonso, his stock's still pretty, pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. But still. it's an Alonso who's been out for two years and, you know, yeah, the Rosberg I mean, Schumacher stuff. Look at Russell after he beat Kubica. You know, like, it, he still he was still highly rated after that. There's That's a big a difference. Yeah, this is going off topic now, but there's a big difference That's between right. Schumacher comeback and Alonso comeback, I feel. Uh, shall I elaborate or go for it? Elaborate. I think you should elaborate. Is okay. one because drive to survive wasn't a thing <laughs> in twenty ten or well it, the Schumacher comeback. Oh, it would have been interesting yeah, if it was a thing, especially twenty ten to the uh, but yeah, the other Schumacher comeback was different for many reasons because the regulations changed a, a lot from 2006 to 2010. The cars got a lot slimmer. Uh, the cars looked completely different. You couldn't push all the... T- well, you could in 2010, but... Slick tyres, not Driving grooved. style was completely different. Groove tyres, slick tyres. Yeah, whereas, 29, whereas Alonso from 2018 to 2021, the cars... Yes, there's been a few changes from 2019, but the cars are a lot more similar. Schumacher also had a motorbike accident because he did some Italian superbike racing in 2008, I think, mm-hmm. and he got injured. He broke one of his vertebrae, which is a lot more serious, serious than what Alonso than Alonso's accident a few weeks ago. And he never really fully recovered from that. I don't think people really talk about it or they forget that Schumacher had that motorcycle accident, which did affect him. So. You know, I I don't think you can really compare to the comebacks. I think they're entirely different to me mm. anyway. That's a really good point, actually, Nigel. Yeah, that another, makes a lot of sense. I think my big take on Drive to Survive is how it seems like people get more hyped for that than they do for like the start of the season or their home Grand Prix. <laughs> I I think for me the the perspective of that is the um the hype for Drive to Survive sort of piggybacks the hype for the start of the season because it comes just before and it's the hype that we know what's happening we know the big bits of the of last year are going to get played out if that makes sense so we're excited for things that we found exciting again <laughs> does that make sense it does it just seems like quite a weird way or you know when, when you just think about it like that it seems quite a weird uh, situation for kind of a sport to be in that and the kind of documentary about the sport is kind of as big as the first race itself, or I'd say 
I feel like certainly the people with domestic Grand Prix. Mm. Well, I think it's, it's done its job if it does feel like that, uh, for, you know, because people are so hyped about it. Um, you know, I think that, that shows that it's been a massive, massive success, probably a bigger success oh, than F1 4. Mm. So if people are thinking like that, you know, oh, wow, we can't wait for this, it's, and they're looking forward to it more than an F1 race itself, I think that's only a good thing for, for the sport. I think so. I think it's a great thing. Um, the amount of friends I've had who, you know, knew I liked F1, but didn't really know anything about it. They knew who Lewis Hamilton was, who have since watched Drive to Survive and have spoken to me about it and said, oh, I'm really looking forward to the next race now. It's ridiculous. That's the it's mad. Thing. The amount the amount of people who have become yeah. Formula One fans and think, you know, yeah, there is so much drama here. This is amazing. And it is there throughout the season. It's not that it's, it's you know, it's played out slower because it's played out over a year, not in, um, mm. not in 10 hours. But um, it's, it is there throughout the season. So many people have come into the Formula One world, and I think that's fantastic. And I think, you know, there's a whole sort of culture on Twitter, which is really weird, a lot of DCS fans and people saying, oh, you're just you're just a fan of Formula One because of Drive to Survive. And it's like, if you're a fan of Formula One because oh, of Drive to Survive, that's a great thing. Fantastic. Yes, yeah. that's exactly why Drive to Survive is for. And you've stuck around. You've come to Formula One and you've thought, wow, this is amazing. And we're here talking about Formula One. We're here loving Formula One. And, you know, we... we I've loved mm. it for a long time. We're quite lucky to, to survive. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're lucky. I feel lucky that I've been a fan for ages, to be honest, mm. because, you know, if you're not exposed to motorsport, you're not really going to watch it so much. Um, yeah. Especially as it's all on Sky. Especially yeah. as it's all on Sky. Yeah, yeah. the, the paywall is a huge yes. thing, yeah. And a lot more people have Netflix than have Sky that, Sports mm-hmm. for one. So yeah, it, I mean, it's sure. a massive yeah. deal. And it's fantastic. And it is really, I know, um, you know what's going to happen. And, you know, you can look at Pinkley bits and go, oh, well, that, that, pic- that, that picture of the track is not where he is and the gear shifts are different and that kind of thing. And you can look at that if you're a massive asshole nerd um, <laughs> like I am. But um, but also you can the just sit back. The last one, and- not the former. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you can what just- if they do just change it up? What if they're like, oh, actually, like... Albon won the Saki Grand Prix or something. What if they just did that? What if they just, what, like, <laughs> everyone knows what to expect. But they say expect the expected, which is the worst marketing tagline ever. But is that, they is say that. that. The what what is, is that really the, the tagline? Oh, not for this. I just mean generally. Oh, like okay. It's a thing that's bandied around. But what if they're just like, oh, the unexpected is actually <laughs> that it's something that you thought happened actually doesn't, and we're just going to put something else in instead. That'd be quite fun to... Uh, it's like, well, it went to edit. What can we say? Um, we just sent yeah. it off to Netflix. You were the guys who wanted to watch it. We could have waited think, and made it correct. I think Buxton as well, because he didn't. He had a, a bit of a rocky year in some situations, which they probably won't touch on. I think it'll be interesting. It's not a documentary about think, Buxton. If it's a documentary about Will Buxton, then, you know, they can eat their... They can get in a bin. Um but, no, I, I mean, obviously, they won't go into his, his like, trolls. He's had one or two Twitter spats, basically. But, but I'd just More like, he's kind of the main, <laughs> the main figurehead as a journalist, and kind of he's the closest thing they have to a narrator in it, um, kind of talking through what's going on or giving context outside of teams for what's going on. So I think it will just be interesting to see what he has to say for it, really. He's just there to stir the pot, and I think he does quite a good job of it, really. He stirs the pot and just makes everyone out as like, you know, a, a, a demon and that kind of thing. 
And I seem to remember a bit in the, the Williams episode, he goes, he goes, bye bye, Paddy. Um, and Paddy Lowe gets basically yeah. forced out of Williams and just kind of think, yeah, that you're just there to just to make, you're just like um, Ian Sterling on Love Island, Will Buxton. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> when Paddy Lowe comes in with like a cup of coffee for Claire Williams. Yeah. He's like, there you go. Hello, hey, Claire. Claire. Had a nice flight. And she's just like, you are dead. Yeah. <laughs> It, and then he like, says an interview. In the Haas didn't... versus Renault one, where it's like, ah, Renault is like the old French regal um, establishment, and Haas is the new world. And it's got like Kevin Magnussen going around in like a dirt car on a dirt oval track. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm looking forward to Drive to Survive season three, and they've been renewed for a season four, and I'm looking forward to Drive to Survive season four. So. I think it's it's a nice sort of take on a review of the season that just kind of brings mm. you back to the drama and does make it more dramatic. And that's why people love the drama of it. They get um they get caught up in um <clears throat> in the drama of last year and it carries over and people just really enjoy that um extra detail you get with Drive to Survive that you don't get when you're watching it on TV even with the amount of access Sky have and the amount of access the Paddock Pass YouTube people have, like that's all on the ground on the day, but you don't, you don't get the access that you get from Drive to Survive. And it's just a pure love for the sport that makes people so excited for it as well, basically, I, I think. Um, you guys, do you guys have anything else to add on Drive to Survive? Nope, literally nothing. I mean, yeah, like I said before, it's done exactly what it's needed to do in terms of marketing, in terms of the fan base for F1. Um, yeah, I can see it continuing at least for the next four or five years, if not a lot longer. And I think it is, it's probably one of the best things F1 has done in terms of marketing since Liberty have come into the sport, I, I'd say. I'd agree with that, definitely. Um, and yeah, season three comes out. I think in about three weeks, I think it's March 19th, 19th I want to say, yeah. March 19th, and that is the week before the first Grand Prix, the Friday before the first practice session, so we'll probably be doing an um, an episode where we have all binged it and think, have a few things oh, to say about it. Live stream of us binging it. Oh, right. <laughs> we'll we'll watch start that. at the same point. We'll, we... <laughs> no one. <laughs> and we'll get taken down really by Netflix. No um for live streaming Netflix. Um, well, no, we just yeah. live stream our reaction to it. Yeah, we can have some, we can talk about our reactions to it. We can do a big sort of what's our favorite bit, what bits made us really feel weird, what bits made us feel emotional, what bits made us feel scared, you know, every, every emotion you could get from Drive to Survive, and we'll spill the beans about our emotions after that. Um, not only do we have that that I've just decided we're going to do. We've got a, a few good things coming up for this podcast. This is our second season of um, the Winging at F1 podcast, the 2021 season. We started as on the eve of the 2020 season, a, a week before the Austrian Grand Prix with our season preview then. We're going to be doing some season previews coming up um, for this season. We have obviously got a few more car launches coming this week. We've got Mercedes, we've got Alpine, we've got Aston Martin. We eventually have the Ferrari. Um, on Friday, I think. Um, I think we've got an online Haas and we've got Williams. So we're basically closing up the Formula One grid now over the next week or so. On the back of that, we're going to do um, 
give our do a little video giving all of our opinions on what we like, what we don't like, what we think looks good, what we think looks boring, why we think the hash shouldn't be grey, and why we think that's a terrible colour for a Formula One car. Um, and I, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be grey. It's going to be grey. It's going to be dingy and grey. Like in Cars 3 when Lightning McQueen's just sitting there with like primary grey on. He sat there being sad. He's going to get hammered in the next season. Yeah, grey. Grey. Grey, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, actually. We're all clearly very fashion conscious and good designers. Very involved I've done my in hair today. Graphic design community. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. So, yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to doing that one, really. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our predictions as well. When we, when we try to, mm. I've just thought of this, when we uh, say who's going to be like one to 10 in the championship and who's going to win, who's going to be third and everything. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We seem to have committed to giving a extremely out there bold prediction for every team. And I'm quite <laughs> looking forward to carrying that on and seeing what we say about like Haas or something and just say like, we get, what can we say that's out there about Haas? Because they're just not going to score it's any a, points. It's quite a lot we can say that's out there about Haas. I think it's, it's out there is that they have a good race. Like Ferrari, there's probably lots we can say there. Um, Mercedes, I mean, how out there can you go with Mercedes? I don't know. That they lose? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I, I, I quite like the hot takes, really. I um, do. I do. And you, I think... you get a good range as well. It's good. Yeah, it's better than just saying, I think this car will finish 10th because it is the middle car. And that's, <laughs> that's just, oh, that's well, that is F1, a isn't it, to be honest? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And weirdly, I was saying, why didn't you say that, Matty Bonotto, earlier on? No one's happy. I'm never happy. I'm going to be not happy. But also, I find them exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm just looking forward to kind of seeing how it develops as well I mean our podcast develops over the season because I think if you look back and kind of some people I've spoken to about it who've been watching for a while have kind of said the same that you you know it's like a very clear difference from when we started in end of June um to now and, and it kind of wasn't a like given it was something I think we'd all had kind of in our minds for a while that we wanted to do one but we never actually like taking that step to do it and I think it would have been quite easy to not do it and just you know like if let the sea start the season go by and then once that happens that's kind of it you can't you know it's kind of a lot harder to pick up halfway through a season you're right we, so got, I to think, the, we got to the final week of being able to start it yeah and just just took the plunge just went and did it because mm -hmm. it had been something um I'd been talking about with Adam separately and Nigel separately um, for a good month prior to actually, I'd be talking about it with Nigel as well. No. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just a thing that was, you know, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a nice idea. That's a nice idea. Oh, we've got a date for the start. Oh, it's the first weekend of July. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, and then it got closer and closer and closer. And we we hadn't done anything yet. And so we just sat down one day and did the podcast. And then a couple of days later, did another one, and we figured out, yeah, we can do this. We want to do this. We all enjoy this. And I think you're right, Adam. Our, uh, not that our rapport has developed, because I think we all got on quite well before. I'll admit there was a slight awkwardness on my behalf. But like, 
the first episode. <laughs> There's still a slight awkwardness in your behalf, oh, yeah. mind you. Yeah, it's a different um, type of awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's there's been a bit of a there's been obvious development in the way that we do a podcast frankly and and yeah i've been really really happy with how we've done it if you look back I, i'm never going to watch our first episode i'm never going to listen to that because I'm, um i recommend that no one does go watch it go go watch it it's it's still there it's still, in, YouTube. There it's now in, in still like on a, spotify like ceiling sort of right on his head yeah, well, I was on, I was in my bunk bed because I didn't really have anywhere else to do it in the house. <laughs> so I was like in my bunk bed. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best. But go and watch it. Go back and watch it and give it a like or yeah. a dislike. Go on, watch them all from the beginning. Do it as a binge. Yeah, we'll have to a long time, long time yeah. to wait till Drive to Survive. Why don't you watch it in real time? Um, <laughs> and if you really want to, watch the Grand Prix after watching our preview and then watch the review. <laughs> <laughs> So think of it like that. That's say we've got um, oh we've got 19 days to drive to survive. There's 17 races. You can watch a preview in the morning. You watch the race at lunchtime, and you watch the review in the evening. Done. That, Freddie, you don't have to give out your schedule, your plans for the next few yeah. weeks into our audience. That is actually what Freddie is doing. He's just sat there <laughs> yeah, when I, when I said um, I don't actually watch um, don't want to watch it back. I do want to watch it back. I'm really self indulgent, and I just adore seeing my face. So just because there's no formulary until April doesn't mean you have to do that. <laughs> no formulary until April. Um, <laughs> um yeah, but no, I think it's I'm looking forward to how that goes and hopefully it'd be nice to do one somewhere on location. Doesn't matter where, it could just be outside. Yeah, but that's like, a good goal. Outside. That'd be quite nice. <laughs> Getting like it'd be nice to do a podcast where the three of us aren't all in our boxes. Um, we can have a sort of a podcast that's recorded in person, a podcast that's recorded um, with a ca- one camera and three microphones somehow. I mean, it's going to have to be, we're going to have to figure that one out when we come to it. But it's, it'd be really nice to just do a podcast that's, you know, how a podcast would have been before we started doing podcasts. Yeah. We've only known COVID podcasts. And I think that's, you know, it's going to be really, diff- really interesting to figure out how do I edit a podcast that I've not downloaded from Zoom, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and also a big thank you to our five or six guests we've had over the fifty-seven episodes. And if anyone does want to be on a future podcast, do let us know. If yeah, you do. Yeah, definitely. I think that's another thing, kind of expanding our podcast network. And I don't know. With me going away to America, I'll probably have to sub in and sub out a bit more, especially for race reviews. So apologies, anyone who just listens to the podcast because they're a massive fan of listening to me. But, you know, you, you're still, still have the other race, still have the other podcast to listen to. We're going to lose but, half our viewers just because you've gone. Adam's going to start a, um, a vlog series just start his own podcast while he's there. And um, you can go and watch him over there. It's not going to be like Ted Kravitz's notebook. It'll be Adam's notebook. He'll film himself walking around a street in America for half an hour, talking, yes. talking crap. And and that will probably get a bigger viewership than this in a week. <laughs> well, that could be something I could add on to the um, thing. We could do like a separate video, like Adam's post-race notebook. It could be just asking Ooh. Americans at like... 
Well, I mean, if a race happens in Europe at like one, then I think that'll be like seven, seven a.m. in America. So that's oh, yeah, you're gonna have, have a lot of early starts. It's as if you're not gonna be able to watch F3 or F2 because they're gonna start like eight or nine um, UK. I watch them. Um, they start like eight or nine UK time. So that'll be yeah. when you're coming in from your, your bar, from your sorority parties or whatever. Yes, all of them. Every every Saturday new Adam, evening, or whatever he's called. I won't be able to buy alcohol for half the year, more than half the year actually. So, you know, I'll be that's, drunk. That's the crime. Nigel and I will be here getting absolutely Leathered. wrecked doing these podcasts because we can't. Yeah, I've got a I've got a cider on my desk. Um, <laughs> It's twelve o'clock. <laughs> it's midday, and I got. I haven't. You just been editing it out on the. Um, yeah, you video. don't see. The you bit. watch this on YouTube, and you won't see the swigs because he edits them out. You'll you just think he's frozen, but every time he freezes, every you time he freezes, it's just like that. Caught. And then he's like that, and then it just carries on. Yeah. Oh, the Zoom calls ended. Quick, I'll down this this cider. Quick, I'll okay, get no, another one. one as well. Bloody oh, going. Ah, uh, well, session Fred. I'll take it. Um, yeah, we've got a lot coming up. We're, we're very, mm. we're very excited for this podcast. It's, it's. I'm excited. I think we're all very happy with it. We're all very happy with our podcast, and yeah, it's it's really nice to share it with you guys. I'm really kind of yeah, really happy that we have this thing that's that's ours. And I, I was thinking about that kind of because when we started, we talked about whether we were going to like get it like affiliated with a website or whatever and kind of yeah. go down that route and at the time I kind of thought I thought that would be best um you know in terms of like getting views and stuff like that and you know getting a bit of a bigger name for it but actually I quite like looking back now I really like that it is just kind of our thing that we do and we kind of do when we want to and we do it because we want to do it like you know it never kind of feels like doing work so if I look back on a day where I've like not got much kind of writing done or uni work done and I've done a podcast kind of it won't feel like I've done work on that because yeah, it just yeah. feels like you know I've just I'm just like it sat here talking with two mates and that's that's really nice and I do like that element of it and that we don't have to do it but, but that's why we do do it because we enjoy it yeah. exactly yeah uh, I don't see it as work at all same with you know writing over the last few years I don't and it it's just a bonus to viewers and the numbers and stuff. Yeah. Like, but just, yeah, I, I just think it's it's something kind of to look forward to, especially over the last twelve months of being being a pandemic. Uh, but yeah, that, that everything else is just a bonus. But yeah, that, that, I love I it. There's just, yeah, it's just a, a lovely kind of to me. It's kind of importance of sort of having having it as ours, and this only really come. Like like you say, I, I I I kind of agreed. Like it might be nice to affiliate it with a website at first, and we might be able to then make it more than a you know like a, a decent sized podcast, like an, an audience for the podcast. Um, but since then, I've sort of come to terms with yeah, we can we both we all write for websites that aren't ours. We all will write for publications that just we you know aren't ours. But this 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 is entirely our thing it will always be our thing unless someone comes over and tries to buy it and gives us a ridiculous amount of money and we go like which if there is uh please dm us on twitter or email us at 
winging your F1 podcast. And we, we charge a competitive, um, yes, competitive rate that we won't disclose here, <laughs> but only serious, serious investors, please. Um, yeah, and I think also the you know, not kind of answering to anyone, or you know, there's no one. Yeah. Any, people that message oh can you do a podcast to cover the mercedes launch or whatever it's just we all you know say oh do we want to do this and kind of organize it between ourselves and i think that's that's a really good thing and it's like an event in my week especially at the moment where i'm not exactly (laughs) my social life isn't isn't bouncing Mm. it kind of becomes quite a big event in the week just doing this and i do really do really like that i really look forward to these i really look forward to editing to them editing them i really look forward to um uploading them and sharing them and I, I find it um such a it's not it's not just it's not for the achievement it's just it's just really good fun it's really good fun yeah, yeah. definitely you, the, the bits as well which uh, the public the audio audience won't see the bits after and before as well you know it's all it's all great yeah i think the mindless the chat and it's lovely yeah when, when we're not recording is is as good if not as f1 related as the conversations when it <laughs> when it's on um but on on that note like i think just a shout out to freddie for like all he does mm. after because i think m- mine and nigel's job on this kind of ends when we stop recording really um you know and then we kind of retweet it but that's it but freddie does yes. you know edit it all together and come up with a very good thumbnail and title that we normally yeah. never have any input in so he, like, I don't let you. That's why he's allowed to tweet whatever he wants about me afterwards. <laughs> Ooh, exactly. oh, okay. I thought I, I thought I, was, <laughs> I thought I was treading on toes when I did that, but all right, I'll just do it. Um, thank you. That's very kind of you. Adam. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, we've both got the password to the account, so yeah, you can tweet what you want about me in return. We might have a bit reason. of a tennis match going on here. Just don't, just don't retaliate. <laughs> yeah, I don't retaliate. Yeah. Um, yeah, on, that note, you, on that note, you can follow us on Twitter at WingingItF1, where we all every now and again will post just completely random remarks, to be honest, because we all have our own Twitter accounts, which are on the screen if you're watching it. But if you're not watching it, I will say them out now. I'm at Fred Coates 1999, Adam is at Adam Dickinson 01, and Nigel is at Nigel C. Giorno. We all have those accounts where we spout rubbish or spout tend to be quite really decent opinions. Adam um, did a really fantastic thing last night where he um, shared what a rugby journalist had said, having a go at student journalists. And what Adam said there was actually really fantastic about, you know, how how hard it is for people to break into journalism at the moment and that kind of thing. Um, Nigel writes amazing work for Racing 365, the launch of one of the biggest um, Dutch sites globally now they've got an english site and nigel is one of their um one of their basically scouted founded founding recruits for that site and he writes tons of stuff on there and he's got a couple of features coming up soon and they're all going to be fantastic um so yeah just keep an eye out on those and you can listen to this on spotify itunes google Podcasts. you can go to acas who are a podcast provider who we wouldn't be able to do this without not that they give us anything but just because we wouldn't know what we're doing if it wasn't a very <laughs> simple software um <laughs> and you can obviously watch the video on youtube if you want to see our beautiful faces um and mine and then we can just 
You got that in just before me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam is flexing his Preston North End shirt right at the moment. Um, so make sure you go and give so much abuse to Preston North End whenever they're playing. Um, they won yesterday, 3 0 for this field. 3 0 against Huddersfield. Fair we're enough. Going up. We are actually, they're going, it's they're going like, to win you know, the people, Premier League. People say it's a joke, but we are actually legitimately going to get promoted. Potts, Evan Sinclair, nailed it. Nigel, do you, do you have any Wigan, Wigan remarks to, to counter no, the remarks. Preston? Not really. It's rugby league up here, so it's a bit different. Rugby league. Rugby <laughs> league. Rugby league. I don't have any sport apart from motorsport, but um. Yeah, for the last lap, Fonery, you've done some great stuff recently oh, in Fonery, absolutely smashing it with what twenty articles probably for the last twenty days or something. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Including a little bit of help from Adam as well in, with the predictions and the rest of the yeah. last lap. <laughs> yeah, thank you to the last lap team. We've got a lot of Formula E out content out to start the Formula E season. We haven't spoken about it today, but um, the the second race in Diria was a really good race, but it had a really bit of a a shaky ending for me personally. Um, and presume yeah. just because of the connection I have with Formula E and the people there. Um, just yeah, I've got a. I sort of did a bit of a. Just had a bit of catharsis on, on catharsis on last lap after that because that was a bit of a, a sort of shaky evening but um yeah thanks guys i think yeah this is a, this podcast is fantastic for our um our self-esteem um so yeah um check us out everywhere we'll be back later on in the week to have a complete um livery yes. special because formula one yes. is back for 2021 we're in this is going out in March. We're in the month of the first Grand Prix of the year. Testing is weeks away. Not long now. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Nigel. You've been a pleasure as always. Everybody, yeah, stay safe likewise. and have an excellent day. Goodbye. Bye.